How do you know what your customers are thinking? And if you had that information, how could you effectively use it to increase shopper experience and sales? Welcome to Tell Me Something Good About Retail, the podcast of The Retail Doctor. I'm your host, Bob Fibbs. On today's episode, I'm talking to Rick West, a field agent, about eliminating the need to ask consumers to recall why they purchased a product and instead finding out what your customer is thinking in real time. Who are you and what do you have to do with retail? So we, you know, Bob, we started during the pre-selfie days. So that's going to date us. I mean, wow. we You're started b- before okay. there was a front facing camera on the phone. So this is 2010. It's the, uh, the iPhone 3S had just come out. It was amazing. 1.2 megapixel uh, camera. It was just the rage. It was fast. But again, no front facing camera, no video. So those were the days. Uh, and we were a market research company, really trying to understand how we could collect insights at retail. And for us to do that, we had to go out and about, travel across the country to be inside of a location. And we realized at that point in time, with the technology in that phone, there should be someone that's using the phone to capture insights. And Bob, there just wasn't. So instead well, of being let's like, go back. So yeah. in your marketing, so what was the need? So, so you had these clients yep. who had come up with, you know, I'm going to guess you had clients who were brands who came up with great marketing uh, programs and um, you know, like the reps would go around and they would see their wonderful display is still in boxes in the back. That's always been CPG's real um, thorn in their side. Right. So you're, I assume that's what this comes out of, but let's hear it from you. Yeah, so there's a, a couple of things. The first thing being is we wanted to completely eliminate recall from a research standpoint. So instead of asking you, uh, tell me about the last time you were at Starbucks and did you buy food? If so what did you buy and why did you buy it? At best, you're going to fib to me, Bob. You're probably going to lie to me because you really don't remember, but you think you do. In Absolutely. my world, I'm saying I'm eliminating recall because I'm going to ask you the question while the phone's in your hand, while you're standing in front of the counter and you choose to buy the blueberry muffin, I'm going to ask you why you chose to do that. So that's eliminating issue one. We completely got rid of recall, especially for those shopping trips, which are so important for retailers. So let's stop just because I know you have so much information. So let's yep. just unpack that. So if you could eliminate recall, then that makes the small data you're collecting that much more valuable. Is that it? That, that, that's exactly right. Because now I truly understand the why as opposed to, I think, I, I think, in, well, I thought, and so you eliminate all those, I think, I thought, it's more of, no, I actually made this decision or I'm actually doing this at that time. And then if you fast forward a couple of years, you bring in video. Now I'm saying, hey, just video the experience. Tell me what it's like. Tell me this, the smell of Starbucks coffee and why you're there. And did you choose to buy it? And one research project, so interesting. We're trying to determine why people purchase certain things at retail or at Starbucks and what you started to find out nine times out of 10, it was the smell. It wasn't that they they walked up and said, Oh, I'm coming to Starbucks. because I'm really hungry today. They walked in, the coffee's there. They see the muffin, they smell it like, well, I just, I guess I'll buy one today. So, So those types of things you wouldn't know because if I ask you the question from a recall standpoint, you'd say, well, I bought it because I was hungry, Bob. It's not because it was hungry you were hungry. It was because the smell, you really kind of brought it in. You saw it. You're like, gosh, I guess I ought to buy that today. So those are interesting things you capture by using mobile technology. Yeah. You got that feeling. I think when we had Martin Lindstrom was on our last season and he talked about, you know, he's the seminal work of why we buy and how, 
90% of the reasons we buy, most people can't even come up with when you ask them later on. That So the chance to be able to capture that in the moment exactly, exactly. gives you the competitive edge, there, right? Okay, so another thing we're trying to solve, Bob, is, is that instead of capturing data inside of one retail store, we came up with this mobile technology of crowdsourcing individuals so that we can have amazing coverage, cost, and speed. So now instead of asking one person inside of a Starbucks or inside of a Target, why they purchased something. What if I told you that this week or this afternoon, I could talk to thousands of people in thousands of different locations in near real time. And I can do that coverage and at a really cool cost and the speed will blow you away. So we, we went from weeks and months to capture data and with Field Agent, you're capturing data in hours and days. And instead of doing two locations, I'm doing thousands and I'm doing this at pennies on the dollar. And that completely revolutionized capturing data inside of a retail location. Absolutely. So I can see um, I'm going to launch a new product in a bunch of stores nationwide. I can see that being a perfect use for you because then they would know exactly we were ready to go, uh, what the reaction was in real time. I can see that if I was going to launch a product nationwide, I would want to know that everything was ready to go if I was a CPG manufacturer. That seems like one obvious use for your platform. Um, can you confirm that? And then what would be some other uh, opportunities or sweet spots of retailers' use of your product? Yeah, absolutely. For new products, we're, we're probably the go-to provider. For, I mean, not only do we capture the classic data collection, which says, would you audit and tell me if my display is up because I'm getting ready to put out marketing funds? So that, that's an audit piece. What's so insightful here is when we first started, someone said, gosh, while you're doing that, and, and think about it today, we have about 1.5 million downloads in the United States. We probably do 150,000 transactions in a month of locations. They say, gosh, while you do that, and because you have the scale, could you send in a mother of two to do the audit? Now we're 1.5 million downloads. The, 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 the scale that we have is there. As we started doing those audits, someone said, gosh, while we're doing an audit of baby food, what if you send in a mother of two who has babies so that when she does the audit, which will be, you know, QC'd because of location and it's a, it's a great, you know, quantitative audit, yes or no question. Let's ask her some insight questions and say, gosh, while you're there, if it was out of stock, what would you purchase? What did you think about the display, the aesthetics? And that's really where we got into the research world. Then a retailer said, hey, while that person's there, could you have her engage the associate at the store and, and, and really see what their perspective is? And could she also check the bathroom on the way out and tell me whether or not she thought the changing table was clean or not? Wow. Now, that analogy conceptual is I go from audit research to mystery shopping. And that's when the big step change happened for us. It wasn't just an audit tool because we're sending in everyday shoppers. It became an amazing research tool. And then from that, instead of sending in someone with a clipboard to do mystery shopping, I can send in a different person every single week into a quick serve restaurant or to a retail location. And so it completely changes the game for mystery shopping as well. Yeah, I would think so. So what has, um, what would be a, a, I don't know if you can tell us a success story from one of your clients that what, did, what kind of insight and obviously without naming names, but uh, what right. kind of insight did they get that maybe altered something they were planning to do or something they were already doing? Yeah. So let me give you an example of a, a thing that we took all the way from the store, all the way into someone's home. Um, I would ask you, Bob, do you have a, uh, 
a first aid kit in your home? And your answer would be, well, of course I, I do. How many do yeah. you have? And you'd uh, say, I have. Maybe two, maybe. See, maybe, maybe, maybe two, okay. Uh, you're not really sure. So what happened was we had a brand that was coming in that says, oh, we've done all the research and everyone has two. They have one in the kitchen, they have one in the garage. That's just what we have. And when they go shop, they always go by this. So we said, hey, why don't we use this mobile technology and let's go to multiple locations around the United States, people that have apartments, people that have homes with garages or not garages, let's use different ages, and let's really go have them go shop for a replacement product and then have them show us photos inside of the homes. And guess what you found out? They actually had about 2.5. They had three. Many people didn't have a garage, so they kept it inside of their car. Right. And so what mm -hmm. happened with that is like, oh, my gosh. And so now I see I'm not just trying to replace that. Now when I sell to people, I'm saying, hey, don't forget, you really need a first aid kit in your car, and you really need one of these in the kitchen. And don't forget, you probably ought to have one of these in your gym bag so when you go somewhere. So, so these little insights started to come in that's really difficult to get from a recall standpoint, because Bob, you said, well, I think I have two and they're probably here. Yeah. So it was a complete game changer for them. And what also happened was that you had the buyer in the room when we were talking through this and you had the, the, the CPG person selling and everyone came in with their preconceived notions of what truth was based on years old data that was recalled for online survey. We completely changed the game for them. We'll explore more in just a bit. But first, a quick word about Field Agent, our sponsor. Field Agent is an on-demand platform that furnishes businesses with in-store information, shopper insights, and services to drive product sales all through the Field Agent mobile app, featuring a panel of over 1.5 million shoppers. In a matter of hours, you can get photos and data from stores everywhere. If you need in-store visibility and you need it fast, Field Agent is the solution for you. Visit www.fieldagent.net slash retail doctor for exclusive content. Now let's get back to it. So who would be a sweet spot? What kind of a company would be your ideal client? I, we're going to talk about two or three different personas. The first, piece, first one is, hey, I have mass scale and I'm trying to get a handle on what truth is at retail. So that's a classic CPG type company that has displays going in, products changing all the time. So they're just a sweet spot for us. The, the next piece becomes even more sweet for the, for the small guys that, hey, I, I can't pay a third party. I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they said, wait a minute, Rick, with Field Agent, I literally can just DIY it and I could check 10 locations or I could check 10,000 locations and I can pay a la carte as I go. We say, yes, absolutely you can. So for those listeners out there today, if they just wanted to check one location today, it's the best 10 bucks they've ever spent. For the larger companies that are listening to us today, they're like, oh my gosh, I can take that classic brick and mortar execution that's on a four to six, six week uh, you know, uh, calendar schedule and I can take that massive change, bring it in, and I can get near real-time data. So those are two classic, you know, kind of sweet spot clients for us. Well, and data is what makes the difference. I think, you know, my experience with CPG and grocery and some of those bigger categories, um, you're relying on the sales reps. And the sales reps go in there, and they've got a stock, and they've got to do things. So in between those trips, which are getting fewer and fewer because people have, you know, less sales reps out on the road, 
the brand is kind of on its own. And so what you're saying is, no, we can see it in the wild in real time. Exactly. Now let's, let's go back to that first purchase. Here's what's interesting. But the last year, what we started to also figure out is that some clients are saying, my product's at, on shelf at retail. I can't go live with my advertising or my marketing until I get enough ACV, right? All commodity, all commodity volume until I get that across the country. So hold on one sec. You're going to have to explain. You're going to have to explain that to our listeners. So take one step back. Yeah. So imagine that you're launching a new product and you don't want to spend your marketing money until you have about 80% of the shelves full. What happens is different retailers will stock or change out modulars or shelves at different times. So you may start changing the shelf in March, but it might take you until June to have your shelf up and ready to go from a national distribution standpoint. So you don't want to start marketing until you get a better spend, a bang for your buck. So you may not start marketing until June. Well, what we found with our everyday shoppers that we have within our panel, we could now go on the very first day, March 1st, you're in one retailer, you're on the shelf, you really can't market. Well, what if I told you, Bob, that I could have your core shopper based on our demographics to go in and buy your product try your product and to actually share a story about their experience on social media. So what we're now doing is taking those auditors, researchers, and mystery shoppers we have, and now we're turning them into everyday influencers or kind of marketers. And so we call this like a digital demo. And so you can actually have people demo your product regardless of where it is, regardless of how many stores you have up and running. And so that's really been an interesting concept for many of our clients. Yeah. Well, you've now, I mean, you're kind of becoming this kitchen sink of, of retail. <laughs> You've kind well, of well, you, you morphed begin. into all these new, exciting things that they have a need for that they have, no one's been able to have one source to deliver it. Is that correct? That's correct. So you begin to understand the concept now of the on-demand platform. Retailers and, and, and suppliers, you know, manufacturers, brands need to be able to surge to have some on-demand things done. And our platform, because of the way we're structured, lets you capture audits, lets you get research, let you do mystery shopping. And now we're letting you do in-store marketing with that same platform. And then when we talk about a year from now, we're going to talk about a few of the other tasks and other types of things that we're doing. Because with the scale we have today, we simply need to feed that panel with more work to go do. And so how do you get your shoppers? So these people that are, you know, how do I know they're a real person? I, I know um, I use mystery shopping for my online training sales RX. And um, when I approached one of our clients about it, he said, no, I don't believe in mystery shops because um, we got several back and it was obvious they weren't even in my store. They were in a competitor's. So I think that your side, uh, obviously, when you show me a picture of my own store, um, that's pretty powerful. So how do you how do you get these uh, audit people and mystery shopping people? Yeah. So again, about 1.5 million downloads today. We get get almost 5,000 organic downloads a week of just word of mouth that people would like to learn a bit of ex- earn a little bit of extra money. So that comes in consistently. So let's use an example of how I can make sure I've got the right person. So um, a funny story. We had a uh, a hunting company that was coming to us. And they sold the tips to arrows for bow hunting. And they said, hey, we really want to have this audit done, but could you get hunters to come in? We're like, sure we could. <laughs> and said, yeah, but how, how am I going to know the real hunters? Right. So, Bob, what we asked right. them to do is that if you qualify for the study, 
I need a photo of your hunting license. I need a photo of your bow with an arrow beside of it. And I wanted a photo of your truck. And if you could give me a hunting license, a bow with an arrow, and a picture of your truck, then you qualified. So when they went into the store to audit, I had real hunters providing amazing insights of that shelf. We did the exact same thing with organic shoppers, the exact same thing with, with uh, you know, moms with kids. We can qualify based on mobile technology to make sure that you're not fibbing to me because I'm going to ask you to show me certain things so I know with 100% certainty that I have a hunter or organic shopper or a mom as opposed to online surveys where you could fib. Well, that's exactly it. That's what I'm thinking is like, how the hell else would you have been able to do that? Because <laughs> I can't think of it. So, okay, so we need guys who use hunt, uh, hunt with arrows, bow and arrows to give us feedback on our product. Like that's beyond looking for a needle in a haystack. That's the needle in the needle in the needle of the haystack. So being able to dial that up, if you're going to, let's say, go to an independent, uh, I don't know, coffee house, then you're going to know that these people actually drink coffee and they're not just coming in because you're going to give them a free drink that there's something that's qualified them. Or if, if it's a, uh, do you ever work with apparel? You know, apparel is really having a tough time right now because um, there's so many options to rent and buy and consign and, and uh, you know, buy online and return after you've worn it. So how would you qualify an apparel uh, shop or audit? So let's take, uh, you know, my daughter as an example, who's uh, my oldest daughter is an apparel studies major and I'm trying to, to, to figure out how I can qualify the right type of person to go in and shop X, Y, or Z. There's two, two routes we would take. The first one would be, you may be looking for a um, Macy's or Sephora or a boutique shopper. Well, how do I find them? So I would ask them, again, think about the 18 to, to 35-year-old. I said, listen, pull up a current you know, uh, website that shows your purchases, and if you can show me a line item transaction that you purchase at these retailers or a copy of a receipt, you qualify. The wow. other route is that I'm looking for a person that really has, uh, you know, a certain look or a certain feel. So I'll ask them to so listen, take me to your closet, take a picture of your shoes and show me your favorite shoes. And what I'll find is, is that if they show me a certain brand or a certain look, I'll qualify them. Now it takes, takes work on the front end, but I'm telling you, Bob, the, the amount of insights and the fact that I can bring that level of detail to someone really changes the data you're going to get back when you ask someone to engage at the retail level when I truly have your core shopper doing that information. Okay, I just have to say that's crazy. I don't know how you are able to come up with this um, kind of magic that you're able to do, but I... I don't think I've ever heard of such a thing. I mean, we've heard of crowdsourcing and a lot of people, you know, a lot of CPG members, I remember uh, there's Procter & Gamble had closed a lot of their R&D and they said they were going to go crowdsourcing. And a lot of people talk about, oh, we'll crowdsource this and this, but getting it down to the actual, this is what I need and how crowdsourcing helps me do it. Um, it seems like you've solved that puzzle, which I think is, uh, if you're listening, that's why it's great that um, field agent is sponsoring tell me something good about retail this uh, season because we're able to bring this to you and ultimately I just look at how do you become a better brick and mortar retailer and frankly uh, knowing what is going on in your customer's mind but also uh, when they're in your store is 
that's like the last mile of, of research. And if you can crack that code, then you can do a better job of exceeding a customer's expectations. It, it really is. And what I want your listeners to, to really understand, it, 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 do the old at the end of the day thing, Bob, if they really understand, uh, everyone that does work at retail, they really should have access to data. And we really feel like that the cost of our model and the fact that we have the scale that we're talking about and the level of detail we're talking, there's no person today that should say, well, I can't, I don't really have the resources of Unilever and PNG. I guess I can't compete. We've changed that completely. And if you're a large company like a Unilever and PNG, that they are craft that will be clients of ours, what they've realized is that, yeah, I do have the resources, but the field agent resources are simply better. So whether you're small and you need just the basics, we can come alongside you and give you a la carte as you go. But if you're large and you want a better quality you know, product, we can come alongside you and help you as well. So we'd love to be able to be that kind of solution provider to your listeners. Nice. Well, um, this podcast is called Tell Me Something Good About Retail. So what can you tell me that's good about retail? You know, we hear all kinds of gloom and doom stories and the sky is falling and no one's ever going to buy anything in a brick and mortar store again. We're all going to be online. So that's part of what I'm combating in my uh, world and certainly on this podcast. What, uh, what can you tell me something good about retail? Yeah. So, so we talked to, uh, you know, our clients and we're engaging, uh, we know that's the 90 for the 10, 80 for the 20. It, it's the, and the analogy I use is that remember uh, as little as five years ago, all books were going to be digital. Well, guess what happened, Bob? About 25% of books became digital, but guess what? We're still buying books. I think retail is the same way. And so when I look at what's happening there, what we're beginning to see is that retailers are understanding that if I provide the right experience, forget about the right product, if I provide the right experience at retail, you're going to keep the shoppers you need to keep. And there'll be others for a season because of their situation that may choose to do delivery or pickup or other things. But you know what? Those two kids eventually grow up and mom decides that she wants to come back and walk the store again, even though she's doing pickup today. So I just find it really encouraging of the creative retailers and, and manufacturers and marketers that are out there today that are creating really unique experiences. And I think that's going to be a game changer over the next five, 10 years. That's a great point. I think uh, just two or three years ago, um, you know, people made fun of Target and Walmart because they were investing in their stores, like $2 billion each. And look at right. the two retailers who came out with stellar results in the last quarter was Target and Walmart. And I, you know, the world I work in is how do we go through and train employees to engage a stranger, discover the shopper and make a customer. And that only happens at a brick and mortar store. And if you're willing to hire better and train better and say, this is what our branded experience looks like, that sounds like field agents able to close that loop and then say, yes, and here's how you're delivering on that brand promise and then giving you the accountability, which I think so many retailers have lacked, not only in their displays, but in their uh, employees. And then also in just knowing what does the customer want? So how can they find out more about you and field agent? Yeah, for us, it's, uh, it's fieldagent.net is the easiest way to find us. Uh, we updated our website just the other day, so it's, it's new and updated, so it's really cool to see that. Uh, and another thing is you can follow us on social media. I'm at, I'm at RickWest01 if you want to follow us on Twitter or Field Agent Inc. on Twitter. You know, we push out information. Uh, but that's the easiest way is just hit our website to make that work. And, gee, I'll even tell folks because I'm a nice guy. They can send an email direct to the CEO and co-founder, 
at rick.west at fieldagent.net because Bob, I like you and I like your listeners. Call me direct. I'd love to help them out. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, also to look on your favorite app store and check out Field Agents. So maybe you too can become a shopper and see how it works. So it's been really a pleasure to talk to you, Rick. And thanks so much, not only for being a sponsor for our our podcast, but more importantly, I think just helping brick and mortar retailers discover the data that's going to really make the difference between them and uh, competing with the online retailers. So thanks again. You bet, Bob. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Well, that pretty much does it, and I want to thank my guest, Rick West. I appreciate Field Agent's ability to hone in on customers and really know what they're thinking in real time, saving you time and money. Now, on the next episode of Tell Me Something Good About Retail, I'll speak with Melissa Agnes, Crisis Management Strategist. She'll talk about how to react to a crisis and save your brand. You know, you too could be just one behind-the-scenes employee viral video away from disaster. You won't want to miss it. Oh, and if you do me a favor and help spread the word about this podcast, well, I'd appreciate it. I'm Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doctor. Thanks for listening. Tell Me Something Good About Retail is the podcast of The Retail Doctor. Visit RetailDoc.com to learn what makes Bob Fibbs the authority on brick-and-mortar retail across the world who works with some of the biggest brands all the way down to the smallest mom and pops. As a listener of the Tell Me Something Good About Retail podcast, you can receive free information and guides when you visit RetailDoc.com and sign up for our exclusive weekly newsletter. For more information, to access the complete archives of past retail goodness, and to see about Bob speaking to your audience, please visit RetailDoc.com.